here we go. This is it. Uh, episode number 119. Holy crap, 119. No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music there at the beginning, as always. If you haven't yet, check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, No Laugh Track. If you want to do us a favor, leave a review, comment on iTunes. No Laugh Track Podcast. I would appreciate that. Done with that business. Let's get to the real deal here. Not waste any more time. I want to talk really fast because the bitter Buddha himself is here, Eddie Pepitone. Hey, Justin. What's happening? Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Vietnam. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to the Minneapolis. Thank you. Um, like we were talking about before the podcast, I've never been here. Never. So never. So I feel like the guy in the Twilight Zone who has been dropped in an area. You know, and I I was just walking around yesterday going, please help me. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's funny. I'm 55 and that's not to brag that I've made it. <laughs> Way to go. To 55. <laughs> but I, I still feel like a child, like a small child when I'm in a new city and I don't really know anybody. And I feel like I should have a name tag with my age, my profession, like comedian, 55, Eddie Pepitone. Anything you could tell me would help about your city. Like just a big a big piece of paper on the front of my sweatshirt. Yeah. You weren't walking around with a map or anything yesterday. <laughs> By the way, why is that? <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I know what you mean, that you look like kind of – you don't want to look like a tourist. No. But but what's what's uh, can we curse on this sure. podcast? What, what's fucked up about that is that sometimes you need a map, you mm-hmm. know. And but it's funny how we will forego the things that help us so we can look cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you look cool, but you don't know what you're doing. But you know what everybody does? It's in the phone now. The maps are in the phone. So you I can wa- even use it when you're walking. I figured that. By out. the way, yes, and by the way, that is hilarious with me because one thing about that is that it again, and I talk about this, and I'm sure a lot of people talk about this, is just the domination of the phone in your life is like so the vo- so now I'm hearing the voice of the uh, navigational system as I'm on the street in 100 feet make a right on Marquette. And I'm like, you know, f- part of me is like, Eddie, you're doing so good operating this. Stuff. Like, like I'm the one navigating. Yeah. But then it's dummy know, proof. Yeah. And, but then it isn't dummy proof because then oh. it'll lose the signal and it'll stop navigating, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. yeah. And I just think, you know, what I think of when I when, with these devices, I think of like um, for whatever reason, when people first settled this country and killed all the American Indians who lived here. And but when they had it like you know, just settle the country and find their way. I just think of them with iPhones, if they had iPhones. (laughs) (laughs) And they had an app to know where the hostile tribes were. (laughs) You know what I mean? To your uh, 100 100 yards are the Cherokee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be, uh, yeah. Just just past two sunsets. (laughs) Well, that would have been the Cherokee's navigational (laughs) device. Totally. (laughs) Oh, but it's just funny modern being, you know, modern man and having all these devices. I I don't know if they make it. Well, they can be used as a great convenience, but they also you also don't develop any any skills because you're getting told what to do. I remember seeing Jerry Seinfeld uh, do comedy. Jeez, it's almost probably 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And he had this part of his bit where he was talking about technology and communication. Mm -hmm. And in his 
his uh, the way he was describing it is like you know if you do things in person and then it's gone to letters and then it's gone to you know phone con- well, phone conversations you know it's both ways a letter is saying like I'm just going to give you my half and I don't want to hear what you have to say and right. now it's you know that was ten years ago now we're all we're just text each other that's all we do we text each other from the same building you're right. upstairs I'm downstairs right right right, right. and you know I, I have found that texting can be a little tyrannical as well like. Um, I don't know about you, but when I get a text, or for that matter, an email sometimes, I feel like I have to respond right away for some reason. Like I can't keep the person waiting. And if you happen to be a person who develops a texting relationship with a couple of different people, yeah. then all of a sudden you're, you become even more enslaved to, oh, yeah. this, to this phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you get that sometimes? Mm-hmm. Like you're texting, 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 and you're like, wait a minute, I want to think and feel my own thoughts. You know what I mean? Or how about when I'm home in the afternoon just ready to take that well-earned nap? And you get a text. And it's my girlfriend who I am in love with, but it has the be- then she wants to have a conversation about Absolutely. nothing. A- about nothing. And I put the phone down. I have an alarm set on the thing. I'm going to get up in two hours, hour right. and a half. Right. But no, it's going off every 30 seconds because there's one more. Com- I'm like, no more. Right. No more comments. Right, right. Well, I always try to do the thing. Well, you know, you, I, I try to do the thing where it's like, okay, uh, yes, no, I agree that the uh, pasta primavera is great at that place, but I'm going to take a nap now. Oh, no, Eddie, I've already in this when this happens, I've already texted her, texted her. Hey, I'm going to take a nap now. Right. But I need to pick up the girls at 225 from school. So will you call me at two o'clock to make sure I'm up? So she knows it's already. But she keeps texting. Yes. Yeah, I've had that too. Can't win. It's tough, you know. I mean, they're they're a convenience, but they also just they can slaughter your time. I got lost uh, this past summer in Chicago. No, I just I couldn't find the parking ramp that they, we you know we could get complimentary parking at the yeah. lot, but it wasn't right at the hotel. It was like three blocks away. Well, between the one ways and the construction and uh, me not knowing where I was going, what a freaking night! What a nightmare! And the by the way, stuff like that drives me nuts in L.A. Um, trying to find certain things like that. Let's say parking in a place like free park. I'd rather pay. You know, thirty an hour, then try to find in LA with the traffic and you know just a hassle and all that stuff. I can't even imagine. I'm all about convenience. I'm all about comfort now. Like I want things the easiest way because I, my irritability level with stuff, it, it, it's just not worth it anymore. <laughs> it's not worth it anymore. Do you think that then people uh, around people that know you know that? And then they try to ease yes. things to you, right? The people who know me well, <laughs> the people who know me well, just know the 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 red flags yeah. when I start snapping. You know, for, it's like terse irritation, and they're like, "Oh, fuck, we can't let this escalate." Or that. the opposite when they want to get you going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. Right. 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 I uh, well, first of all, I want to say how was last night? It was your first. You did a show last night, right? Yeah, um, I really liked it. I really liked the club. Um, I, I uh, the vibe in the club is very cool. And it was a Tuesday night, and I wasn't expecting much of a crowd, but the crowd was really big. So I was like, oh, this club has a great crowd, you know, built in already. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, very very cool. I mean, for me, you know, I'm super critical of what I do. Yeah, which is a curse, you <laughs> isn't know? it? <laughs> I don't know about you. I, I mean, just like as far as being a performer, I felt, you know, I felt like I love when I perform. 
I love when I am just talking to the audience and riffing off the top of my head. When I go to set pieces, um, I, I feel like I feel like okay, I'm doing stuff that I know works. But what I where, where the real fun is is the improvisation off the set pieces, yeah, and just being in the moment. With people. And I felt like I wasn't. I wasn't riffing as much as I can. And what happens usually is is the first time, like night number one of a new place in a new city, I'm always just a little tentative. Just for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, I don't really. Like, it's hilarious what goes on in my mind. It's not like it's the same people here the second night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's so, we're we're going to, you know what? Let's all go back Wednesday and be much more supportive of this guy. No, but I think in my crazy head, I'm like, what the hell are they like in Minneapolis? You know what I mean? Like, what is their little prejudices? And, yeah. you know, uh, are they going to like me in this part of the country? It's like a ridiculous thing because what I've learned, because I've performed overseas now a lot, and I really went through that when I performed. Like, I've done the Edinburgh Fringe Festival mm-hmm. now two years in a row. I mean, two years, or uh, two out of the last three years, and I performed in the UK and Norway and stuff. And I always go, you know, I've, I've performed there. And I realized that what people just want is just authenticity. You know what I mean? And and you can't pander. Like in other words, if I thought, well, people in Minneapolis, they are, they tend to be, you know, more inclined. Let's say, and and I'm not saying they are to to be, you know, sympathetic toward corporate world, the corporate world. Okay. But I can't tailor my. That's just not no, me. No. So they're either going to have to get on board with my, you know, criticisms of it, or, you know, it, it's just, you know, we could have a, a discussion. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've from watching your act, I feel like it's sometimes hard to tell because of your delivery when yeah. it's the uh, material or when you are just something just came to you. Yeah, that's good actually. Then yeah. That's good because you always want it to uh, seem like this just occurred to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't want to be like reading a roll call of the dead oh. of your material. No. Like, and now the bit <laughs> about raisins. Yeah. Hey, by the way, are these your notes here on the floor crumpled oh up? Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> are they? I pulled out an old bit last night where um, I uh, I hold up crumpled pieces of paper and I scream, these are my tweets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I wanted to do that last night. And I write some tweets on them, and I re- I go, would you like to hear a tweet? And people usually like, yeah, yeah. And, I, and then I scream at them, of course you would. You're a human being. <laughs> Everybody loves to hear a tweet. Well, the reason I know that you've done that in your act before is because last night I watched the documentary. Ah, you did? Mm-hmm. What'd you think? The Bitter Buddha. I watched it. I really liked it. Yeah, I didn't do it. It's funny. People think it's uh, my project. But- well, the, okay, I'll- the the documentary about you right know. right right no because yeah. no I I mean and people like when I get introduced at comedy clubs you know the MCs usually like and he has a documentary about him which I guess it is you know it's not mine though it's it was done by a great uh, director a guy named Stephen Fine Arts um, <coughs> who approached me after I uh, did a few of Mark Maron's live podcasts WTF. And uh, yeah. Steve was like, "Oh my God, I want to do a doc." And I was like, "Really, you want to do a documentary on me?" And uh, and me and him really hit. Like, I just had a, g- a good feeling about him, and we really hit it off. And uh, he really gets my comedy. So, and um, he followed me around for about a year, 
And uh, at first I was a little worried, but he, he just was kind of, you know, so uh, blended into just my life. And it was kind of flattering and it was kind of cool. Well, I wrote down a series of questions <laughs> here, sir, after watching that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did, you said it like towards the beginning of the thing, something about you worry about being too negative. <laughs> Do you, is, is that well, something that really exists? Do you really worry about that? Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes when I'm uh, performing in a club and it's a Friday or Saturday night and I'm railing about how we're all going to die, you know, from uh, an eco catastrophe soon. I'm think you know, there's part of me that's looking at the crowd going, this is their Saturday night. what's so funny about that is because it's like you can look at it like all right i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get fucking dark uh is this what they would want would they invite me over for the for the party on a saturday to hear this yeah (laughs) yeah and there are some people you know um who aren't down for it but to me you know to me comedy uh, this you know, and I talk about this, and I go back and forth on this because you know you want to make people laugh first and foremost, but to me, comedy is at this point in my life is not interesting when i 'm talking about the foibles of dating or mm-hmm. just like <laughs> you know trivia you know minutia to me we are in like such a precarious place in, in, in the world i mean it's just unbelievable to me what's going on in the world and i talk to the audience about this and i say look we're just amusing ourselves to death which is the title of a great book that was written by a guy named neil postman and he wrote the thing even before the internet, amusing ourselves to death. Huh. And he was talking about the um, the switch from a print culture to a visual culture. Um, a little bit, a little bit like Marshall McLuhan's famous book about the the medium is the message. But it, it's just the fact that everybody is watching YouTube videos that are amusing. You know, like let's say the the, the cliche: a cat playing the piano or right. a dog or a dog running into a door <laughs> while while we may have uh, recently scientists are saying we may have 50 years left i mean it's it's i mean literally it's fiddling while rome burns i mean that's part of me like that's part of me and i also feel like for me to for me like when i when i think about going on stage and i'm thinking wow there's a room full of people to see you 300 people whatever it is um I feel like there's always a part of me that goes, what the fuck are these people here? What what do I have to say to them? And if I'm not <laughs> if I'm not connected to some kind of point of view, I feel lost in front of a crowd. Like I just feel like, well, what am I going to do? Just be silly about, you know, children i I mean i i don't know like i've that's obviously the last thing that you want to be doing right (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like i feel like and last night i felt a little disjointed you know when i was performing but i feel like you know there's got to be a coherency to to the act to to the message to like okay i'm gonna this is kind of what I'm saying as an artist or perform i shouldn't use the word artist so pretentious but as a performer (laughs) you know what i mean 
You know what I mean? Like here, I got, I have a little fucking message for everybody couched in humor. I don't know. I try to do that. And then, and then it's so funny because I'll talk like this on a podcast and then I'll fucking throw that away and just try to be funny, you know, on, and I, and I, you know, survival instincts sometimes mm-hmm. kick in if you, if you feel like, oh, the crowd really isn't down with this, you yeah. know, it's, um, there's a whole group of people <laughs> <laughs> wearing dicks on their heads. I better, I better, uh, I better do something lighter. <laughs> And then I just abandon that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's just an ideal, but I, I feel like overall that's what I want to do. <laughs> Did uh, What was it like? I'm curious. Like I, don't, I think I would have a problem with, you know, if someone came to me, hey, we're going to uh, follow you around with a camera for a year and see. Mm-hmm. Was there anything you didn't want them to see? Was, there, was it weird? Well, I didn't want them to see me masturbating. <laughs> That was that was at the top of the list because I, I just have the worst face when I orgasm, <laughs> <laughs> and I said that right away. That was in my writer. I said no man, no. Um, I uh, I didn't. You know, you know. I didn't. I felt like, and again, it was because I intuitively felt like the filmmaker Stephen was super cool, and. If it was a reality freaking crew, I would be like, no way. Sure. You know I, what okay, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I did reality TV, uh, a.k.a. Last Comic Standing. I did two seasons of it. And that's, like, so contrived and false, you know? It's the opposite. Like, it's funny that reality, quote-unquote, TV is the opposite of reality. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> On reality There's TV. There's no reality no. in reality TV. And if, if for anyone who hasn't figured that out yet, yeah, they still exist. People yeah, basically what people want to see, basically what people want to see is people fighting mm-hmm. or being mean, yep. you know, cruelty. Cruelty is in, yeah. you know. But um, Failure. Drunk, uh, drunken failure. <laughs> That's very popular on reality TV. Or the internet. Like, do you remember the famous video uh, of fucking... David Hasselhoff trying to eat a hamburger off of the hotel floor. floor. Of course, the carpet. (laughs) And his daughter is shaming him. His fucking daughter. (laughs) Yes. How? What kind of bottom do you have to hit? (laughs) Has he cleaned up his act? I would imagine. I think so. If he didn't after that, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he probably did. But um, so anyway, and it isn't like, it isn't like also you get like when I say they followed me for a year, it was, you know three times a week, you know, maybe at the height of it more than that. But, it, you know, it's not every day. Did you have to hide anything in the house when they came in the house? The dildos. No. <laughs> it's funny. I keep doing dick jokes. Uh, <laughs> you and Kindler when he's here. Not, Does non-stop. Kindler do that? No, of course not. <laughs> um, did I have to hide anything? That's funny. No. You know you know what's weird about me? Is that um, I don't know where this came from, but I've always kind of been. I mean, I think part of being, uh, I'm like a confessional comedian, and like a confessional person in general. Like, I, you, you know, it's funny because I rail against, uh, you know, the NSA, the surveillance state we live in. I just think it's so insidious. Yet I, I like a lot of Americans, just completely volunteer everything online. <laughs> <laughs> But for me, too, as a comedian, I feel like 
the the key like I'm not a one liner guy. I'm right. not a great writer. And to me the key about being funny is to just kind of be truthful about, you know, your tragic flaws. Sure. You know what I mean? And the more truthful you can get, the funnier it is. And it's very hard mm-hmm. to be truthful uh, about a lot of stuff because ultimately, like we were talking about with the maps, you want to look good. You don't want to look like a guy who needs a map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you want to look like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm cool, you know? Did you do a uh, – I was looking at your stuff on Twitter, mm. and people that do know that you put out to-do. Like a lot of your tweets are to-do lists. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Do you have one for today? Is there a to-do list today? Uh, I didn't do a to-do list today yet. I usually like to start the day off with a to-do list, but um, I have fun writing those things. They're because, really funny. Yeah. And I notice a lot of people uh, give you additional things to You know, add that really – by the way, that really – cracks me up the two things i do regularly on twitter are to-do lists and signs that things aren't going well mm-hmm. yeah um and uh it, it really is funny i have a bunch of people who add on to my list and they're always fucking funny and i and i and it always cracks me isn't up that good? isn't that great yeah it really is it's like and a lot of times my thought is jesus these people are funnier than i you know what i mean <laughs> but it is kind of cool to um have created a thing where people are like adding on to mm-hmm. it and and doing and it, you know it, it makes me feel um, like my comedy is getting appreciated. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I, I I believe it is doing that. That's great. Yeah, I think so. I uh, so you got married recently? I read. I did. Uh, well, correct? in November, in uh, November thirtieth will be two years. Oh, okay. So yeah, very recent. That's the first time I've been married, and I'm fifty five. And again, not to brag that I. That I'm in my mid fifties, <laughs> which, by the way, that's another thing that 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 isn't cool is to be someone who's older, especially kind of like an entertainment. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's very much a young person's thing. You know what I mean? It's like you know, you know, it's almost funny. Like you can't be cool if you're older to a certain generation. You know, but but what do you think about that? Is that in my head? I think so. I think there are. Uh... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I believe that I, you know it's easy to just to, to uh, ageism to you know? laugh off someone who's significantly older. You know, yeah. Remind, well, it reminds me of my dad. Right, right, right. Some BS like right, that. right, right, right. But there are certainly exceptions. You know, right. Uh, I don't know how Lewis old Lewis Black is, but he's got fans. You know, yeah. teens to yeah to his age. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think the key is just the key is just keeping mentally young. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, I'm such an immature person that it works for me. Yeah, I have a lot of young fans, so. Uh huh. But but definitely once in a while, you know, I, I I'll get something on Twitter. There's a line in the uh, in the documentary. Of the, I think it was that you said it. Some or was it someone describing you? I'm trying to. I was getting a little tired of it. I was watching it last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Something about you know being a perpetual kid and just kind of holding on to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I don't know if I said that or uh, if someone else said that. But well, there's something to that, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think as a as a performer, you have to kind of be that because, you know, you have to. Kids like to have fun, you know. Kids like to have fun, and you know, and you have to have fun when you're when you're performing, you know. You do. You just have to. You can't just go up there and be like, oh boy, here goes another show. You know, you got to try to have fun. You know. I have another. So I have a suggestion for a thing to do while you're in Minneapolis here and passing the time. Yeah. We have lots of squirrels. 
Ah, you know, that is funny because yesterday I was walking and uh, you're referring because in the documentary I feed squirrels. I feed squirrels. I love to feed squirrels in this park across. I have uh, to say that when I was watching that, I was thinking, is this, con- is he making this up? Is this contrived? Is right. But- right. No, no, no. It isn't. It isn't. I'm a big animal lover. I'm vegan. You know, I mean, I oh, once I saw the cat, the cat pictures, I believed (laughs) it. Trust me, I believed. Since that, I've gotten two dogs in my life now, and unfortunately, dogs. I have realized that I'm way more in love with the dogs than the the cats. I love the cats, but the dogs. It's hilarious. You know, the dogs are so needy, especially one of my dogs. They're rescue dogs, and I'm a needy person, so I'm so on the wavelength. Of particularly my one dog Charlotte, that it's insane. And now the cat's dog. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Louis, I'll get to you. I know you're dying, uh, but I, you oh, know, no, Charlotte, no. Charlotte needs pets. Charlotte needs pets. <laughs> I need to scratch behind her ears for a minute. But the squirrels, yeah, I, I, I love squirrels feeding squirrels. And I was walking around here yesterday, and I just saw a squirrel, and I was like, holy shit! Like I was like, they're different colors, and they're big. They're like silvery here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're real silvery. Are they, they more look- brown? We're in in LA. They're more brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They look they look they look healthier here, which doesn't surprise <laughs> no. me, because in LA that's we're in a drought and there's a heat wave and those poor fucking things, which is one reason I feed them. You know, oh, I yeah. think because of the drought, particularly they don't they don't get their usual vegetation and stuff that they feed on. You know, it's it's hilarious too that I worry about squirrels. <laughs> They've lasted forever. You know, yeah, I know. I should chill the fuck out. (laughs) You know what's gonna happen? There's gonna be this family of fat ones that live near you. (laughs) You know, I've actually. It's hilarious because it's in this park that uh, that's across the street from where me and my wife live. And I've actually gotten scolded by a couple of people who says, you know, you're feeding the squirrels too much. And there's a squirrel pop. There's an explosion of squirrel population. Oh, no. <laughs> because it's not only me, but there's like a couple of other guys. We walk our dogs and feed the squirrels. I've gotten them into feeding the squirrels. So we walk around with bags of peanuts, you know. We've heard they're moving in from Chicago to get the peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Right, squirrels are squirrels are fucking surreptitiously getting on planes because they've heard about the park. Yeah, the greyhound, they're yeah. taking the greyhound. Yeah, yeah. They've read about it in uh, you know Bushy Tail magazine. Exactly. I got to say, I, I thought I think that you really appreciate this. So last night, uh, I was upstairs, you know, with my girlfriend. We were watching uh, some TV show. That ended, and I was like, well, I need to go. Uh, I want to watch this documentary before I go to bed and, you know, preparation for the podcast mm-hmm. tomorrow. I said, so I'm going to go downstairs and watch it. I'm sure you're not interested. She wasn't. She stayed upstairs. I was about 10 minutes into it, and uh, just as we were talking about earlier, we, she sent a text from upstairs <laughs> as I'm watching you, Eddie Pepitone, in a documentary, and what did that text say? It said, wow, that's loud. Wow, ah. that's loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It was like, they, could they, she couldn't have said, so she has no idea how fitting that is. <laughs> how perfect that is. Wow, that's loud. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. I'll turn it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I scream a lot. You scream every now and then. Well, I'm a screamer. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in bed. 
Um, <laughs> Too easy. And, and when I'm screaming in bed is, I can't believe you want to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> I scream that over and over again. This is amazing. <laughs> Do I thank you now and later? <laughs> mm. But yeah, I tend to be loud. And uh, um, for whatever reason, one of the ways I hook into uh, just being funny is... Um, by being loud, I think what I'm really doing, I've realized this over the years, is that I'm kind of channeling my dad, who is Sicilian and kind of an operatic character. You know what I mean? And I'm just kind of channeling this Sicilian rage, sure. Sicilian melodrama. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. They're very melodramatic, the Italians. Very melodramatic. At least my father mm-hmm. is. You know, I mean, just look at Italian opera. If you're ever, if you, if you know anything about opera, it's just always like what. Geppetto, he he is sleeping with Maria. <laughs> you know that's their whole <laughs> opera. You know, then they then they sing about a revenge song. <laughs> I'm going to kill the both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think you know for whatever reason I, I'm I've gotten better at this because the uh, yelling destroys my voice sometimes, you know, and and like I said, I just did the Edinburgh Festival and I did 25 one-hour shows in 26 nights and I swear to God, I was ready for the mental institution after that just because it's so intense. So I've tried to like kind of, you know, gotten a little more even vocally and also I realized that when I'm, I, I, someone pointed out to me a long time ago too that the comedy's more effective when I, when I'm down here vocally and then I go way up and start yelling you know it like works better instead of always being very high and yelling hmm. it's too atonal you know what i mean it's too one one level like mm-hmm. it's better if you can modulate it just for the comedy but i just i just always kind of connect emotionally to my to what i have to say like i have to kind of generate that in my act or again i really feel like i don't have much to say like i'm not reeling off connects you do it more yeah, yeah. i'm not reeling off a bunch of one liners you know was it uh, did you have to talk your sicilian father into appearing in that movie or yeah what? well you saw you saw it i mean that 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 by the way is the thing that most people like about the movie is the uh i won't ruin it for people because i know a lot of people are going to be watching it from this podcast but oh, of course but uh but the arc of my relationship with my dad, the the, uh, the kind of, um, you know, the up and down relationship I have with my dad, the tempestuous relationship I have with my dad, you know, uh, and, uh, it, you know, he yeah, well, you saw it. He had to be coaxed to go into the fucking club, yeah. you know, and he went begrudgingly. But then, which is the crazy thing, you know, about, uh, you know, my Italian side is like, then it's like, I love you so much. You're so great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, we like we were talking beforehand when uh, I'll be marrying in to, at some point when I propose, which I haven't done yet, mm-hmm. all in good time, honey. Uh, when uh, when I do that, I will be marrying into a, an Italian family. Good luck. Yeah, right. And I'm Scandinavian, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Swedish, Norwegian, and German, and nothing more. A lot of Scandinavians here in Minnesota, yes. right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? You guys like the cold climate, or how did that happen? I guess it's similar. I yeah. Suppose. Yeah. It was good farming land. Oh, similar okay. to. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably making that up. But, but boy, there is the, good farming land. The winters here are amazingly uh, cold, huh? They certainly can be. It was a long one last year. I, oh, really? Yeah. 
What what's the prognosis this year? Even though they can't, yeah, usually... you know, if you go by that far, well, yeah, ye old farmer's yeah. almanac, mm-hmm. it's going to be another miserable one. Mm. Yeah, cold, mm. uh, below average temps. Right. Yay! <laughs> I'll tell you though, I have arrived in a great week. You this certainly is, have. This is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. It, yeah, it's already been colder than this this you know season this time of the year. So you're lucking out right now. Love it. The Love squirrels it. will still be out, even though they, you I've know, seen it. The, no, it's really nice. It's really nice right now. It's like perfect fall weather. Because in LA, again, you know, we just had a hundred degrees in October, and I'm like, way too hot for October. Way too hot. Like thirty. 30 degrees too hot. That's a lot. It's just crazy. That's a lot. I'm down on L.A. because of that lately. You mentioned earlier, you, you brought up uh, the unreality of Last Comic Standing. Yeah. And I do have a, something I want to talk to you about that. D- the name Dave Mordahl. Dave Mordahl. Okay, well, he's one of my very close friends. I forgot about He Dave. works with us on the morning show here in town at KQ. He does? He will be there Friday when you are there. He will? Yes. Oh. He is one of the, he along with, uh, I think you're put in this group and some other people that I've talked to are very critical of other, can be very critical of other comics or like today's comedy. Oh, is Dave like that too? Extremely. Good, Good because. I, I brought your name up to him. Yeah. And he said, oh my God, Eddie Pepitone. He goes, I did, uh, I wrote it down here. He said, I was on the first season of Last Comic Standing with him. That guy should be so much more famous. He is so fucking funny. He goes, Eddie would do this song. Eddie Pepitone, something yeah. about $5,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were singing the song? Yeah. About- I talk about how we used, you know, people have written folk songs about great Americans, but I say the country, the culture has gotten so like mediocre that my theme song would be like, Eddie Pepitone, Eddie Pepitone, he just borrowed another five grand. And like just all these... <laughs> All these things about me. He, for some reason, can't get in elevators, and his sister never talks to him, Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> well, Dave loved that, because he yeah. brought it up this morning, and he also said about you, uh, he goes, that guy's so fucking funny, he should be fit more famous. Uh, he goes, you know who he's funnier than? Larry David. <laughs> That's what he said, funnier than Larry David. Oh, Dave is such a good guy. I am so glad he is going to be uh, there Friday. Yeah, you'll see him Friday. Is he still performing? Not really. Really? He doesn't want is he to. working in ra- radio? Yeah, yeah, part-time. I, yeah, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Oh, that's so good because he is such a funny guy too. And I love comedians who actually are critical of what's going on in their art form because especially in L.A., I think, because of all the, you know, the TV and film that goes on and nobody wants to say a bad thing about anybody else because it could affect the way you earn your living. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, I, and I get it. And, and also, you know, you don't want to criticize. But I just sometimes can't bite my tongue just about because I don't know. I just feel like so much of comedy is so mediocre. And why it pisses me off is because these mediocre quote-unquote popular comics or whatever, they train audiences to like that kind of crap, you know? And anything that demands more of them, you know, they're like, what the fuck is this? I, I want to hear about, you know, how, fun it, how funny it is, the difference between men and women, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, or just something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Like, yeah. 
Why? Well, I, now I I almost feel bad that I blew the surprise because I think you would have been so excited. To see oh, it, it would be great. No, I'm really happy. I'm yeah. really happy. No, Dave's Dave's awesome, and I I knew, and, and that was my reaction to him. Is I knew that when I brought you know your name up to him, that he would be have a very positive reaction, and he certainly did. So, oh, and a lot so of times cool. he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, I had a moment this morning that I want to. Uh, I want to know how you would have reacted to this. So I got up early, you know, to get to work. And I, oh, you don't have to brag. Yeah. <laughs> I got Not up. To brag. I, got, I got up early. I barely got up at noon. You might have been still awake from last night, but I <laughs> yeah. What time did you get up? I already got a solid five hours in. I, I was four. Oh my god! The alarm went off. This morning. I was way. I was up. 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 Yeah, yeah. We could. I could have called you. We could have tag teamed. Like I'm. I'm getting up. You time to you go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Switch roles. Uh, so I want to know how you would have dealt with this. I was. Uh, like I said, I just moved to this new house, so it's a take. It's been taking me a little bit longer to get to work, and I've been right. leaving a lot of extra time. I don't know. I'm. Is it, it? What time do you leave for work? Well, now I'm leaving at about. Up until today, I was leaving about five to five. Five, to five, five minutes to five. Uh, is there traffic at that hour? No. Uh. Uh-uh, no. Oh, okay. But it's you know twenty some miles. Right. It's about 20 miles to get So to it work. takes about 20 minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, So this morning, I was the latest I've been running since I moved uh, a week and a half ago. But I really got up and I really wanted that cup of coffee on the drive-in. It's just so much nicer to get to work. I've already got half yeah. a cup down. Yeah. So I stopped at a gas station to just to run it. I was only going to get this cup of coffee. I pulled up, right? And I looked at the clock and it was one of those things where, all right, I, if I can, I'm just, mm-hmm. if, if I can get in and out really fast... I'm not, this isn't going to interfere with me, you know, having to speed or show up right. late or anything. So then I go in and there's the clerk's there by himself. There's nobody. I don't see anybody else around. By the time I filled up my cup of coffee, two people were in front of me aligned, both of which were, are clearly regulars that wanted to catch up on old times with the oh, guy. I cannot. With the I, fucking clerk. No. The no. guys, one guy is standing in front of me with his arms crossed, this kind of smirk on his face, and I could just see, like, oh, he's ready to talk. And then, sure enough, he gets up and he's like, so, uh, you know, the guy yeah. behind the counter is Michael. Huh? Look, Michael, look, how's Mary? Look, 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 look. When we're buying stuff, especially in the morning, like, you know, it isn't therapy. This is not a line for therapy or to catch up on old times. Yeah. People need to be places, you know, now. And, and it's funny, too, because you can, it's hard to say, excuse me, but can you move this like that? You can't do that because then people get pissed off. Right. They're like, what the fuck's your problem, pal? And it's like, my problem is I got to get to work and you're playing, you know, yeah. you, you're having like a family reunion yeah, with the guy you see every day. Exactly. How's Mary? Who gives a fuck how Mary's doing? Yeah. Uh, Mary, I, I guarantee Mary's like this guy comes in so often that he knows everybody's shift yeah. and all these little, you know, details about their yeah. lives. Like yeah, he's yeah. coming into like, no, yeah. no, no, no. And no, by the no. way, if you have to be like, how's Mary to the guy who sells you coffee, that's a red flag in your life that you don't have. <laughs> no. You don't have enough intimacy in your life that you have to fucking feel like you've got to connect with the guy who's selling you. You coffee yes. at the gas station, yeah. yeah. Not even like a nice gourmet coffee shop where no. it's like, oh, it's like at the ga- gas stations are just these brutal places. You know, they they give us gas, which you know has been ripped from the earth, killing ecosystems. This is a place where you want to get in and out of immediately. Yeah. Were you late for work? No, I did make it, but you I did. did have to speed a little bit more right. than I was hoping to. 
because right. freaking he had to catch up and find out how Mary was doing. Right. And then, the, oh, I didn't even mention the guy in front of him that was first who was asking about buying a hunting license or something, some sort of license. Mm-hmm. And then he was debating whether, we, yeah. do we do that here? Because I know they do it in Wisconsin. Ah. Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if you would have yelled out, get a room. I got to get a <laughs> cup of coffee. Like, I would love to get a room. I got to yeah. get a cup of coffee. I'm late for work. You know, they should understand that. Hey, I'm late for work. I've actually blurted that out a couple times. You know, I'm late for work. Can we, like, move this? so long yeah. you know what i mean oh it was all going through my head. what are you a bunch of fucking old ladies you know yeah. at, is... the commu- at the senior community mm-hmm. center yeah here comes the tea and you guys can play bridge in a few yeah. minutes yeah exactly yeah. i uh it all went through my head do i just i mean i could be a real asshole and just go hey you know what i'll pay you tomorrow and just freaking walk out of there Absolutely. i could have thrown two dollars on the counter i've done that and walked out i've done that i mean i pictured it like i'm gonna be such a dick if i just do that right but instead i'm standing here just steaming like shut up shut up shut up shut up (laughs) shut up that also sucks too when you go into a place and you're the only one there and then you turn around and you're like god damn it where did these idiots come from like i always feel like i want to be the only person on earth Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right yeah i scoped it out i scoped the place out and there was no one there unreal Hey, back to your, uh, back, not to your, back to the movie about your life <clears throat> and career. Right. Uh, at one point, you mentioned there was something there about football, you being a Giants fan. Yes. Bad I mean, weekend, huh? Eagles, bad Giants. weekend doesn't begin to describe it. Here's my relationship with sports because I, you know, I'm very critical of corporate culture and also how we're just completely. Uh, you know, we don't pay attention to the important things. Well, sports is not important. Um, it ultimately it is really not. And but the thing is, is that um, I have been a New York sports fan since a kid. Like I've just, my dad was a big New York Giant fan, a New York Ranger hockey fan. I'm a big football, hockey, baseball guy, and I love the Yankees. And so in football, I love the Giants, and they've roped me in with winning a couple of Super Bowls, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like a big fan. But when I see a game like that, they, they got killed by the Eagles. Not only killed, but humiliated. Shut out. Well, not only shut out, but I don't, I don't know if you saw the game, but like they are our biggest rival. Mm-hmm. Geographically, Philly is close to New York, and, and the Philadelphia people are just a bunch of cretins. Like they, they have this inferiority complex about their city in relation to New York because mm-hmm. it's a smaller city. And so they're a very vocal, nasty – like they're the perfect type of fan base I love to kill. Sure. Like I love when our team just shuts them. And meanwhile, the giant – and this is the thing that really gets me – about sports and and teams like like so I'm following the hype all week and the Giants are talking about how we're gonna because they were they're, they're such a big rivalry usually there are no words spoken like you know how most teams are like well we'll just let our play do the talking well right. not in not the week leading up to this game they were talking trash back and forth oh they, they were okay the Giants were like talk and the Giants were like well we'll we're gonna shut them up on the field and then they they show up and as a fan I'm expecting to see them really like. If not when, at least really, like, they're going to fight tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. In the, and they... This one means something. They didn't show up. No? They didn't show up. They got so brutalized, you know, uh, that as a sport, as a fan, I go, well, what do... This is always the thought and the emotion that comes in. I go, Eddie, why do you care about this? <laughs> Why do you care about this team? They obviously 
are, you know, they suck. Or it's it it's so ridiculously up and down week to week. They're not a good team. Like I feel like I feel like if your team doesn't play like at least like super competitively and really give it their all, then you shouldn't really waste your time. You know, and the Giants are that type of team. Like they're there one week, they're not. They go on a run, then they're like disappear. It's like who, who is this team? Like, did you see the? Uh, I don't remember who it was. Came out with a list this week about the most popular teams mm-hmm. in the country right now. Yeah, the the Cowboys aren't one number one anymore. It's no, well, thank uh, the God. Denver Broncos one, Giants Denver. two. Are you serious? Serious. I don't know how the Mannings. If you have a Manning at quarterback, you're. Apparently oh, very popular. Well, if they saw any, well, to me, they're they're so fucking flawed. I mean, I mean, look what happened to Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was hilarious to me on on the level of like again, you know, all the hype about that Super Bowl and how great Peyton Manning is. Yeah, and then he looked so bad. Oh, the first that play, Super the balls Bo- at his feet in that Super Bowl. Yeah. He looked so pathetic. Mm-hmm. Looked like he could have been over. And everybody is so hyped about it, and, and all the money. I don't bet, but all the money that must have been bet on the Broncos mm-hmm. and Manning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was even watching uh, because I love, like, I have the uh, DirecTV, the Sunday NFL ticket, and that is kind of like I love zoning out on Sundays and just swapping from game to game. Yeah. And I watched Manning Peyton against the Jets, and he looked horrible oh. for most of that game until the second half. The Jets are just perennially horrific they're the type of team that will dominate a team for two quarters and still be losing 17 to 7 <laughs> they, they they dominated denver for two quarters and the end of the half they're losing 17 to 7 somehow like that's just the way the jets are like denver will have minus eight yards and be up by 10 <laughs> And the Jets will be like, well, we had a great half, but uh, unfortunately, a couple of bad mistakes, <laughs> you know. But and Eli, as far as the other Manning goes, Eli, and I love Eli Manning, but he also just can look so bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. one thing they don't have, one thing the Mannings don't have, just to talk a little football, is they don't have much mobility. They're, they're really good quarterbacks, but the, it seems that the quarterbacks who have great mobility are kind of the way that uh, of the good QBs now, like Russell Wilson. Um, you know who's really my favorite? I, I think he's the best. I, I don't know if you agree with this, is Aaron Rodgers. Well, yes. As a Vikings fan, I well, it's hard to say you, anything positive about anything uh, attached to the Vikings, uh, the Packers. Yeah, but yes, well, I understand that because it's a regional rivalry. But I, I, I have a friend who's a dog walker, one of my dog walker friends, who's a Viking fan, mm-hmm. and so he's gotten me a little interested in the Vikings because he's such a big Viking fan. And I watched them this week against the Lions, and I said, "This team is horrible." <laughs> that was this team. The Vikings looked. I mean, their defense looked okay, but their offense. What the? What did you feel after that game? Uh, like, well, I do you throw in? I go screw it. I go like the Giants, for instance, are playing the Cowboys, which is a huge game. I am not going to watch. Oh, uh, yes, I have. I, I'll watch no matter how bad the Vikings have been. Really bad for several several years now. I watch them no matter what, but. I have detached myself where even to the point where I cheer against them just to see how bad it can can get. Yeah. Where it just becomes laughable. So that's how I I cope. Right. 
by pretending that I enjoy. Yeah, I just get mad at them. I get mad at the team and the management, particularly, and the ownership for not fielding a competitive team. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Like for instance, uh, the offensive line, and I'll end with this on the sport thing. The offensive line just let Manning get killed, and I'm like. How do you fucking coaches get away with having a job when, you know, you can't protect your your franchise quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater, our new young quarterback yeah. here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. eight, got sacked eight times. Yeah. That Detroit game. He looked terrible eight. to me. I, I saw his interception early in the game in the end zone when they were driving. It could have kind of changed the game. They could have no. scored early. Did you see that? Like, there was no one around that ball but Detroit Lions. <laughs> when a quarterback throws a ball like that, I always go, I always go, what the fuck? <laughs> Just testing to see if he could. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Hey, uh, uh, one more thing that, to go back to the uh, movie that I learned about you in there uh, is, uh, are you still listening to classical music? Here and I, there? I do, yes, here and there, yeah. No. yeah it's funny because, um, you know, uh, I, this is again uh, hearkening back to the age thing. Like yesterday, I I downloaded Spotify mm-hmm. on uh, on my iPad, yeah. and I'm like, well, let me look up because I feel like I've completely lost touch with what young people are listening to. So I said, well, let me let me. And so they had a couple of playlists on Spotify: the hundred most popular tracks in the United States, or the hundred the hundred most popular pop songs. So I fucking started listening. Oh. And how was yeah. that? <laughs> I did you recognize anything? I didn't recognize anything, but what was hilarious to me was I thought how shitty it was. Yeah, like every song sounded the same. Every song again, to me, it's like none of this music had anything to say. But it was all like party, 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 party. <laughs> like really, party, party when the fucking world is going to shit. Yeah, but you know that's the old guy saying. What the fuck? But anyway, but I, you know, some of the tunes, like I was like, oh, I could see people kind of getting into this, but I just thought it was bullshit, and I wound up going back to when I'm hanging out, uh, like in my hotel room, I I I, I kind of like listening to classical, you know, like it just kind of mellows me out. I listen to a little Pavarotti opera. Wow. I listen to a little, cla- but yeah, I I do listen to 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 classical a bunch of times and one of the things me and my wife love to do is go to the Hollywood Bowl this is one thing I kind of really like about LA if you, I don't know if you've ever been to the Hollywood Bowl uh-huh. but it is kind of very cool in the middle of LA just this fucking amphitheater up in the hills and it's pretty like when the sun goes down and it's it's always kind of one thing about LA is the weather is always beautiful at night uh-huh. you know okay. during the day it's brutal but at night it's just kind of gorgeous and just going down and me and my wife usually go to the Hollywood Bowl like about two three times a year to see classical music and it's very civilized oh I bet you know what I mean yeah yeah we'll, we'll go to hear Beethoven or I listened to a little classical music this week on accident because uh, <laughs> the new thing that's gone viral have you watched the girl who twerks her boobs to classical music no but um, that now is on my to-do list speaking of to-do's <laughs> <laughs> is, is it funny? Uh, funny? I, you know, it'll make you smile when you're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. It's she the, twerks her, her boobs. boobs. So it's like, you know, like the flex thing, basically. She's flexing her pectorals, and her she has really... They're very nice. They're covered. She has yeah. like a bikini on. She's covered in tattoos. I don't know if you're into that or not. Yeah, yeah. They oh, look good on her. Yeah. They look very good on her, and she's doing it, too, and I had to, I had to write this down. Mozart... It's Mozart's 
Ein Klein oh, yeah. Nackt Music. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Ein Klein not mu- Nackt Music? Yeah. Is that from Don Giovanni? I, sure. Anyway. I don't know. Well, that's, a, that's an opera he wrote, but that's great. That, yeah. that sounds really good. I think classical music. It's going to make a comeback now. I think classical music. It's trending right now. Needs to be paired with tattooed breasts. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Well, so there you go, Eddie. I gave you no, something to great. do That's great. That's great. Thank you. That's a to-do thing. Uh, I just looked at the clock, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but there's one thing I want to ask you about that was uh, in the news that has to do with comedy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I can't even find it now, but uh, I'll just go off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Adam. Uh, he was doing comedy over the weekend in New York mm-hmm. at the UCB Theater, uh-huh. and in the middle of his set, four cops came in and arrested someone, and they have video of it. So like he's his he's recording so he's standing here in the uh you know microphone Uh, at ucb in new york yes behind him there's all this commotion and then he's like whoa what the heck's going on here yeah and it's four cops arresting some people and pulling them out of the out out of the audience apparently they were they were uh, were probably involved in some sort of robbery and then identified (laughs) inside the club by the way i think that's hilarious that they they rob someone or some store and then we're like you know i don't know about you but after you know taking some taking something that isn't ours i like to see some good comedy <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if they were hiding out there you know like okay let's go in and like like i wonder if they even like oh shit there's a show right like because ucb upright citizens brigade theater you always are lines of people i wonder if they were like let's just get in this line and we'll go into this theater and no one will know where the fuck we are but it's funny that they got nabbed uh comic is adam newman do you know uh, that I don't name? No, Adam. No. Okay. Yeah. He. Uh, it says four cops walked into the comedy club, arrested someone in the audience. The co- comedian was named Adam Newman. He started joking around about it. Then one of the cops yelled at him to shut the fuck up and told him to stop running his mouth. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Uh huh. And then he started joking about it, and the crowd got on his side, and they got the guys out of there. But isn't that crazy? Have yeah. you ever experienced anything like that? Yeah. Oh God, no. Uh, I uh, I don't know. I've never experienced anything even approaching. That. That's good. I think that's good. <laughs> you know. I also need to bring up to you because I would be remiss if I didn't. I would I would have to go home and immediately apologize to my children <laughs> because you are in some uh, some TV shows and movies or at least one movie that I watch with my kids. Oh, which one? The Muppets for yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize you were in that, and I've seen it like three times. Well, yes. Here's the story on that is that I, I don't know if you know, but do you know this show? It's not on the air anymore. Do you know this band called Flight of the Concord? Of course. That was on HBO, right? Oh, yeah. Arge, Arge Barker's been on the oh, podcast yeah. Arge, several yeah. times. Uh, does he come? Does he do Acme oh, yeah. a bunch? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Arge is a great guy. But um, I, I did Flight of the Concords right. a, a couple of times, and the director is this really cool guy named James Bobbin. Uh, a Brit. And so James became the director of the Muppets movie. Yeah. The one from three, four years ago. Yeah. yeah. The one with Jason Siegel. And yeah. he also did the last one. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, with Ricky Gervais and mm-hmm. uh, Ty Burrell. But um, he asked me to be in it as uh, the postman. Right. And my scene was kind of cool where they're dancing at the beginning of the movie, all the main characters and a couple of Muppets and everything. And I'm the postman who can't keep up with the dancing and the choreography. But we filmed it, and it was a great experience. I got to meet all the Muppets, and I was stunned when I saw that they were just hanging up in a closet. Do not tell your children. But anyway, but to just to see I don't want to see that. But just to see them working the Muppets. It must and, have been amazing. Yeah, and all that I would stuff. Love that. 
And the guy who choreographed the scene was Mickey Rooney's kid. So it was a wild day. Like, Mickey Rooney's kid is Did you a meet Mickey on the set? He was in it. Mickey briefly. was in that movie. No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't meet him on the set. But uh, he was really old at that point. But um, uh, I uh, the, the scene, basically, my part, which was a cool little kind of cameo, which celebs do in Muppet movies, little cameos, yeah. it got cut because the director said... Um, the director said uh, the pacing of it didn't work out or some shit. My luck. But he kept me in the movie as a voice. Oh, okay. So that's why I still get credited. Yeah. But you don't see me, and it fucking bummed me out. And that's a typical Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. When you're at my level, like the guy who's almost like there. <laughs> you're like, ah, sorry, Eddie. Like, I'm sure if it was somebody bigger, they wouldn't like, we got we to gotta film that again. You know what I mean? Yeah, someone bigger like the kid from Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He made it, that little bastard. Exactly. <laughs> That tells you all you need to know about my career. You've been doing comedy for 30-some yeah. years. He's not even 30 years old. Dave Mordell will relate to that. <laughs> exactly. It'd be funny if Mordell loved the kid from Modern Family, though. Oh, no, I love that kid. <laughs> yes. That kid has something to say. He, he found him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one I want to bring up is uh, uh, Kicking It. My kids freaking <laughs> love that stupid show. Is that right? And I actually think it's kind of funny. Oh, kicking my it for God. any for I'm sure everyone is listening to this has no idea what I'm talking about a unless Disney they have show. children. It's a Disney show, and these kids know karate. And I, they I will a, admit, mm-hmm. I sit there and watch it with my kids. Sometimes the writing is not bad. There's actually yeah. some funny jokes on there. That's right because um, it's it is so funny because when I got hired to do that, excuse me, when I got hired to do that show, and of course I'm the guy who's like the pawn sh- shop owner. I think that was my recurring role in that show. Yeah. I owned a pawn shop that the kids, when they needed money, they would come to Lou, the pawn shop, and I'm Lou. <laughs> uh, but I was surprised that, like, I met a couple of the guys, and that's why I got called in. Like, these couple of guys are writing on this show who are, like, comics. But that's how you start in Hollywood. You know, you you know, you know, have to get on whatever show you can and write on a show and then yeah. hopefully get on a, you know, another show. But blah, blah, blah. I think that show is over, by the way. Yeah. They finally, they they finished filming it. Oh, I'm so sad now. My kid's watching on Netflix. So right. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you live on on Netflix. Yeah. At the very least. They are popular, though. Those kids, like one of the girl, the, the girl star of that, like they spun off a show for her. I forget what it's called, but. Those, those, little, those little brats. Right. You don't want to say anything bad about any of them? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not really. No, I don't want you to. <laughs> So I, I, my kids are going to get a kick out of the fact that uh, I met someone. Oh, that's on cool. Yeah. It. No, it is. It is funny because like friends of mine with kids will go. My kids were screaming that you're on television. You know, they, they're heroes with their kids because they know me. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm on that certain uh-huh. Disney show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna. It's good self-serving. I'm gonna use it to make. <laughs> yeah. I I talked to Eddie Pepitone for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on one of your. He's yeah, on yeah, one yeah, of your yeah, favorite yeah. TV shows. Wizards of Waverly is another one. That I one do. too. And Kindler yeah. was Kindler's on, on well, that a bunch. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Because I brought the same thing up to him. Yeah. With the Wizards of Waverly place. But, oh right. yeah. Uh, anything else coming up soon, TV wise or movies? Uh, I'm gonna be on an episode of uh, Mulaney, the new sitcom. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, this season I filmed. That was a real thrill for me. I filmed with Martin Short for like four or five scenes. Yeah, that was really cool. I was his sidekick in in a, in a few scenes. So that's coming up. Um, 
uh, let's see, what else am I doing? I'm, I'm filming the second half of a very cool Adult Swim series called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. We're filming season two. Oh, I don't Your know Pretty what that Face is. is Going to Hell. Yeah, look, look it up. Uh, season one was a pretty big hit, and I'm a regular on that show, and I'm going to Atlanta to film that coming up. I'm, I'm going to be doing the Maui Comedy Festival at the end of oh, this Oh, that'll be month. rough. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they moved Maui, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, let's move Maui uh, up to Minnesota in January. Uh, yeah. Oh, Maui, Liberia, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm doing a bunch of things. Very cool. Is there anything else I want to bring up to you? Let's see. Did I take up? Oh, yeah. It's time for me to let you go. We're good. Eddie. Okay. I think it's time for me to let you go. Well, I had fun. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, this thank was, you. I, I've been a fan, and after watching that movie, la- the ah. movie last night, I was extra hyped. So this, this is very cool. And you were on some of the shows I really like, like Arrested Development. Yeah, when they came back, and some yeah. of the other shit. And of course, I'm a big Mark Maron fan, so I always oh, hear you cool. on there. Yeah, so cool. This has been a thrill. Thanks, Justin. Continued success, sir. Thank you, my friend. One final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who loves the Minnesota Twins and hates the Yankees, but I respect Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. what should Derek Jeter do next with his illustrious <laughs> career? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what should he do next? Mm-hmm. I could care less. I mean, I, I thought this year was just so over the top with this farewell stuff, and it was actually quite, for me as a Yankee fan, quite sad because as I love Jeter and, you know, a couple of the the, the uh, ceremonies, you know, brought a tear to my eye. But uh, especially the last game where he, he singled at home. Mm-hmm. They're driving the winning run. But yeah. uh, it like he was the Yankees sucked again. And here he was doing this farewell tour, which I think is kind of weird to do a farewell tour during a year. And they sucked. Yeah. And he sucked. He kind of had a two... 30 batting average or whatever it was. I, Girardi probably felt guilty if he didn't play him. But he had a great career. He was amazing. Amazing ball player. And the Yankees, unfortunately, have aged into, you know, not a very good team. My sports karma lately is really bad. Mm-hmm. Really bad. Even my Rangers, who went to the finals last year, look horrible this year. Early going. Early going. I'm like, oh, my God. God, what happened to them? Yeah. They almost won the cup last yeah, year. Yeah, please stay away from my Minnesota Wild because they have won two games, two out of two, and have yet to give up a goal. So Whoa. Please don't uh, stay Well, wa- it's so early. You know how the hockey season goes, but I, I'm such a big hockey fan. That's my favorite sport. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, the Rangers' cup run was amazing. And now, this year, they look awful. I'm like, what's going on? My Giants, the Rangers, the Yankees. I got nothing. <laughs> Kiss it's down. time for me to live my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Who am I kidding? <laughs> thank you. All right, thanks. <laughs>